All right, man. Yeah, I am, dude, I'm so freaking excited now. We finally got a couple weeks where we don't have to worry about notes. And, you know, this is going to be a fun time. I'm so excited we're finally going to watch documentary. Aren't you so hyped? You didn't have to do but do any notes. You, you, we're just, we're just gonna chill. I've already got popcorn, man. This is gonna be awesome. Did, why, why are you wearing a beach shirt? What are you holding? Give me this. What, what the fuck is this? What, what is? Hold on, hold on. Why, why are we going? To, hold up, we're going to. I gotta fly. I don't fly. That's not my that's not my thing. I don't do wait a minute. Schmeef Burger in Paradise 2, the Schmeef Burgering. Do you at least have what we're listening to? Okay, what's this? I've never heard of this. What's this? I've never heard of that either. That's not reassuring. Okay, just promise me there's no bug fucking this time. <laughs> no. No! Good morning, good, morning, good, good afternoon, afternoon good, good evening, and welcome to the Schmeave Burger in Paradise Bar and Grill, where one non-juggalo finally, finally gets to deliver the much-deserved punishment to his juggalo friend. You're joined by your Star host, Schmeave, and... Mike. <laughs> was that a Star Wars reference? It was. Aaron okay. really wanted me to do that. <laughs> You're welcome, Aaron. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> and Eric, actually, actually, Eric did. Aaron wanted me to do it. Eric brought it up. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Anyway, yeah, it's fucking April, y'all. And you know what yes. that means? No. It means Mike has to listen to some of my shit. I forced me to listen to garbage eleven months out of the year, <laughs> so he has to reciprocate for one month. <laughs> now you may recall. That we did this last year, and I got every week in April. Uh, Mike retroactively decided, just cut this out a whole cloth, just decided that that was because we didn't do it for one year whenever I literally said that I could do it every week, and I just wanted to do that because I was capable of doing it. But since Mike's decided that he was just making up for lost time, you're only getting two of these this year. I know, we're all disappointed, but... That's just kind of the way life is sometimes. Mike. But here's but here's the thing. If we did many more albums like this, you know, so the albums that take place after or before where we're at and it's out of place, oh no, here we we're go. inevitably going to have people who are go. wondering, why did we do this? In classic why Mike won't fashion. We, why won't we talk about Ala Zola Lou right now? Because they're... D are, we're punishing them for being Juggalo associated when meanwhile we covered the Proto Men from 2009 so in the spirit <laughs> of people who can't let things go yeah Mike what are we life. talking about today <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Poe with their uh, 2000 uh, sophomore release Haunted that's correct Mike have you looked into the background of this much? I did look into a little bit of it, but I was really hoping that you would be the the one right up front since this is your your of thing. Course, but I did look at, I did look into this. I, I'm not completely done with it. Right, right, right. So 
She released her first album, Hello, in 1995. Uh, it saw some success, uh, had, some, had some hits on the radio, none of which I heard growing up because I was five years old. And, like, it, it wasn't at the time whenever uh, we, we hit the, the alt-rock alt radio, 105.9 VX. So, so that would have missed us quite a bit. Um, this was released on Atlantic. Now, Mike, I told you before this episode... That this ep- there were going to be there's gonna be a lot of sadness in this episode on various axes. You and did I'm sure you that. understand a few of them from having listened to the album. Um, so this album was made after the death of Poe's father. Uh, she had come across a lot of uh, cassettes and recordings and stuff. He was a filmmaker and like a lecturer and all that shit. And so she came across all of these recordings from different lectures and stuff and also like home recordings. And she'd started listening to them and like kind of like obsessively to a degree. And so she kind of made this album to work through a lot of the complex feelings that she had towards her father. They had like it's not really specified and I don't have much information on it, but it seems like they kind of had a bit of a rocky relationship in a lot of ways, you know, tough times and shit. And this is her working through all of her feelings in the grieving process uh, to, to be able to, to put that to rest. Uh, in addition, this was made around the same time that her brother, Mark Danielewski, was writing the book House of Leaves. A very strange book. Um, my copy's over there, and I'm considering going to get it just so I can flip through the pages and show you some of it. It is a very weird book uh, in terms... like. It's a whole experience of sorts. It's not a very straightforward thing that you just flip through. Uh, it's got strange formatting in it and weird blocks of text uh, strewn about and stuff. It has. It's written as uh, it's it's like a found footage book, <laughs> like so to speak, um, because you're reading a manuscript that some guy found in his neighbor's apartment his neighbor died the guy he was a blind dude who just lived alone and he finds this manuscript and he's like what in the fuck and so you have this dude's notes like written down uh as footnotes in it and alongside other footnotes from the original dude who wrote it because it's like about a documentary that doesn't exist (laughs) like it's a very odd thing but the main theme theme that's that it's going for is this filmmaker moves into a house with his family like he decides to stop the main work that he does because it's kind of like putting a strain on his family with all the traveling that he has to do so they settle down in this house and as a compromise he's like documenting them moving into this house and they start to discover that the house is growing on the inside like they're finding doors appearing and these hallways that didn't exist before and it's fucking cool (laughs) Um, and by cool i mean spooky and we'll talk about that throughout it it's also got a lot to do with like by my understanding because again i haven't finished this fucking book yet (laughs) um I started reading it and then I got stuck halfway through it. I stopped and it's hard to come back to. It's not an easy book to just pick up again and jump into. Um, But it has a lot to do with sort of like the house 
manifesting the emotional dif distance between people as physical distance within the house, if you, if you dig what I'm saying. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of cross-pollination between that book and this album. There's references between the two, as I'm sure you've noticed, because uh, you've probably been clicking through Genius Annotations, and anytime there's a vague reference to something in the book, somebody brings it up and doesn't say a goddamn thing about what the line might actually be saying, besides it's a reference to a book, <laughs> uh, which is classic Genius fashion. I'm sorry, Mustard, this one's not your fault. This isn't your, your uh, area. Uh, also, Genius is a little sketchy on some of the lyrics and stuff, and I was considering actually making an account just to fix it. So that's the album in general. That's that's that part of it. And that's that's the sadness in that one. This was released on Atlantic, Mike. I've talked about this album before on this very show. Um, no. Usually, I, this, this album is my shorthand explanation for exactly how fucked up uh, music industry contracts can get and how much they can fuck up somebody's life. So, shortly after the release of this album, Atlantic sold off a big chunk of contracts, including Pose, whose contract was bought by, like, some fucking oil baron or something. And... For like 10 years, she was completely unable to release music under her name um, because of that contract that she signed with a record company. And now someone else has it somehow. Like, I'm not familiar with a lot of law stuff, but, I, you know, part of the thing about a contract is that you sign it with a specific person and you're beholden to that person. And I feel like, in my view, that if you sell off, quote-unquote, a contract, that's kind of like a breach of it because you're no longer the person that signed it. Like, you know, somebody else can't suddenly have retroactively be the name on the contract. You can't do that. But you probably can, actually. And even if you can't, it's only illegal if the person can take you to court for it and actually, you know go through the long process of it, in this case, the 10-year process of it. Um, she has since gotten out of that, um, to my knowledge. I don't think she's actually released anything new, although there was a, a as I understand, a 2019 Record Store Day re-release of this album on vinyl. Yeah, if I, if I looked at it right, um, she hasn't released anything, like any new albums Right. Um, she used to perform under. Yeah, she performed under different names and stuff. Yeah, she had a different alias um, that she used, um, but she has contributed to um, certain uh, soundtracks. Yes. Actually, yes, she has. Um, I think one of the things that kind of surprised me was she was on. Uh, she she did some work on the Real Steel soundtrack. Oh shit. Um, uh, we may not necessarily been the soundtrack, but she did do some of the um, some vocals within some of the original music in there. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, looking into that, I guess because Atlantic had uh, w was part of a merger um, yeah. when it was with uh, AOL and Time Warner, um, they were under heavy scrutiny um, to have like instant profits, and this album had already been out for at least a few months, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I think so. This was released on Halloween in two thousand. At least that's what Genius says. And that merger happened in the in early two thousand and one. So it seemed like Atlantic was under very heavy pressure to just push out like 
anything that was either already selling or about to sell. Right. Um, she already had one single out at the time, which I think was the title. No, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, pretty, hey, pretty was, yeah. uh, was a single, which was gold at the time. Mm. Um, and had uh, the label had already pressed up copies of uh, the next single to send out to uh, radio stations, and uh, it never happened. Yeah, and all, then, all promotion was pulled and stuff. Exactly the that that happened. So yeah, she got like severely fucked garbage. over by all of that garbage. So there's um, the second sadness. Oh, you have anything else? Uh, no, no, no. If you're not done with that, then then no, go, please go, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. If, if it's still on this track, because I'm it's not. To a it's not. So go oh, ahead. Okay, Mike. Let me talk about this next sadness here. In recent times, there's been unfortunate things in the world of art and creative industries. And sometimes I would say it's best not to look up an artist that you like on social media because you might find out that they're into crypto and NFT shit. Oh, no. That was my sadness that I found very recently. And the thing is, is in this case, to some degree... Okay, so the thing about Poe is that back in the day, she was, like, on the fucking cutting edge of, like, using the internet to connect with fans and stuff. Like, she was kind of the first person to really do stuff like that, to have, like, that kind of connection with the people who listen to her music. It was a really just revolutionary thing of the time, and she's always just sort of been that way. So there's that angle. There's also the angle of a person who lost 10 years of their career to you know shitty fucking music industry practices so i understand how a person in that situation could be easily drawn into this kind of like new quote-unquote cutting hedge thing that is claimed on its face to be about you know being able to truly own your stuff or whatever even though it's not and <laughs> You know, I can understand how that happens, but also, god damn, it really sucks. And that 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 was sad to see somebody just get just dive into a fucking pump and dump pyramid scheme thing for shitty people. <laughs> so that sucked. So when the Juggalo Judgment NFT comes out, just follow my socials because she <laughs> will have no part of it. So just follow me. That's and, when you know the show's well, over. <laughs> so that's most of the background for that's that's about the background for it i don't think there's really much else to talk about unless you had another thing you were going to say something before uh so this doesn't necessarily pertain to the album itself now Go i've on. never heard of this album i never heard this artist before um mm -hmm. is uh, when were you introduced to to this record so um this will this will be a thing I'll bring up on one particular song for this. Uh, but I was introduced to this album uh, several years ago. I would put it in twenty in the twenty teens. I'd say okay. like thirteen probably, because um, my roommate had gotten really into it uh, for specific reasons that 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 we'll cover, as I recall. And, um, yeah, I, I, 
I'd heard, you know, most of it, and then I went and tracked a copy of it down at the exchange once. The one copy. <laughs> and also I have her first one that I still haven't really listened to, but I'll get around to that someday. But I really like this one a lot. Um, like, I dug into this, and I, I had a great fucking time with it. And uh, whenever I was thinking of albums to do for Schmeet Burger in Paradise, I was like, I feel like this one may be up Mike's alley. I think he'll fucking dig it. And I hope you do. We'll see about it. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, I don't have anything else before we get into it. Do you have anything else before we get into it? I don't. Um, the only other thing that I had seen uh, looking into this was she, um, at the very least after her album in 1995, seemed to be one of the few um, female artists who were doing this kind of alternative music who was like apparently very well received. Like she mm. was like, I can't remember who it was, if it was Rolling Stone or somebody else like put her like on the same pedestal as like Alanis Morissette, oh, shit. Um, which is a very big deal. High praise um, for that time. Exactly. So, uh, like I said, I don't know if that was after her first album or, or prior to this one coming out, whatever it was. But, um, you know, she was getting some some definitely high, like high end feedback, hmm. um, which is crazy. Like I said, I've never heard of this artist before. And so you telling me, like, I think that you'll be OK with this one. I'm like, you can pick whatever you want, man, like whatever. So, oh, yeah, I mean, like, um, it, I, I wanted you to hear this both because I really love this album, but also right. because I was like. I think this is going to be a good time. Look at look at this. Somebody getting screwed over because of a fucking contract. Yeah. But God damn it. I think we're ready to get into this album. But before we do that. Before we do that. We got to crack open a motherfucking beach beverage. What do you got, Mike? <clears throat> um... I couldn't get to the store. <laughs> so, uh... Mm -hmm. what's, what's more beachy than coffee? Yeah. I have, uh, some Starbucks vanilla latte ice espresso. Mmm. Good times. Well, Mike. I also, also, before we, uh, before, before you say yours, um, I've said before that I am Catholic. I celebrate Lent. And I gave up soda for Lent, but with the caveat that I can have my Fago when we record. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yet I still didn't get to go and grab a fucking Fago. I, I don't know what the fuck Fago is. I have here in my hands a nice Dr. Pepper to crack open on the beach today. That's delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Let's crack motherfuckers open. Let's crack these. I gotta shake it. You gotta shake your coffee well. Get a, let's get a nice pour. Let's get a nice pour here. Ah, yes. Vanilla goodness. There's a good one. Beautiful. Alright, oh, let's jump into... To... We got track one, Exploration B. We have an intro track. <laughs> yes. 
We have an intro track that made me think that this was going to be a horrorcore record. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it reminded me of, um, not that I've played it, but I've seen it. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh, dear. Um, it reminded me of uh, that um, uh, Go Tell Aunt Rosie <laughs> uh, song that plays where it's very, like, creepy. Mm-hmm. Right here. Yeah. This, this, this legitimately, like, freaked me out when I was driving in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good tone setter, I think, for the album in general. And uh, it's going to lead right into the second track, uh, the title track of this album, Haunted. This is a fucking great opener. Mm. Um, I, I love the fact that it, I love whenever a title track is is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do love to see it. It sucks. It sucks whenever you have like, oh, this is the name of the album. Oh, there's a track for it, and the track sucks. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> the, the main note that I got from this um, is that this sets a, t- a tone that obviously is going through the entire record mm-hmm. of the the common theme of being trying to find closure um and move forward um yeah. that's that's the main tip that i got from it which hey based on how this album came about it makes a lot of sense yeah um and yeah i i really dig this i think this song sounds fantastic um she has a wonderful voice. She does. <laughs> so, like, th- that, the hook just... God, I love that hook. <laughs> mm, mm, mwah, so good. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I don't get as in-depth in this, just because, okay. again, as I don't have as, the con- you get into. as much context. But, yeah, this is, this is fucking great. This is a wonderful song to open. You have with. most of the context that I have, which is the album in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, have, you've been reading a bit of the book, well, at least. I have so. a little bit more, so I can talk about <laughs> yeah, so things there you like go. <laughs> the first track, Exploration B, 
which is the name of a uh, one of the tapes in this uh, documentary thing that the book is written about. Um, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, Exploration B is like not a person involved with like the family in the house. It's like a different person that they hired on uh, to explore one of the strange places that opened up in their house. Like he goes through this door that appeared in it and gets lost basically like it's just this fucking maze within this house and this dude can no longer find where he came from because literally the house is like growing and changing as he's exploring it so the paths that he took are like different now and he starts to get like this feeling that something is actually coming after him in the house um and so yeah Spooky. <laughs> that that's what it's named for and you have the same kind of feelings being expressed here where you know you have this distance between these two people and you're trying to reconcile all of these difficult feelings and stuff and not knowing what to do with all of it um and yeah like I I love the shit out of this song. I'm going to play a part of it because I skipped for I took a note of where the bridge was because it's so goddamn good. I'm just gonna play that for y'all here. Kind of like just a, a encapsulation of of trying to you know figure all this shit out and stuff you know dealing with a person that you you obviously like care about but you know still had hard times with getting that through <laughs> right um yeah that that's that's about it there's uh one of the lines that she says near the end is um like she says, the hallways in this tiny room, like talking about like being near somebody, but still feeling like there's so much fucking distance between you and stuff like that's it's a lot of really good evocative language in this. Um, and the final note I have is that this was also used as a credit song for the video game Alan Wake. I was waiting for that to come up. Yeah. <laughs> I was really happy the time it. that I heard it. I was I saw that I was like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> anything else on haunted nope not for me all right moving on to track number three control don't you mess with a little girl's dream cause she's lover to grow up me surprise you to find that i'm laughing you thought that you'd find me in tears you thought I'd be crawling the walls like a tiny mosquito and trembling in fear. Well, you may be king for the moment, but I am a queen, understand? And I got your pawns and your bishops and castles all inside the palm of my hand. Why are you 
<laughs> I was just thinking about this while we were listening to that. I uh-huh. want Jess to sing this. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. She's got a good voice for this. Mm-hmm. Um, in all caps, <laughs> I wrote, she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's seriously like the that's very overt they they say living me. well is the best revenge and there you go <laughs> yeah so so yeah P- plain and simple mm-hmm. um i will say <clears throat> and i know that there is an outro uh-huh. but did this need to be as long as it was yes because they that drum outro is fucking sick. So for anybody who isn't looking these up, this up is this song is six minutes and four seconds. There is an outro, um, yeah. that, which I believe um, is this one of the ones that has a recording at the end. It is, yes. Okay. Um, so I'll let you go into that. Yeah, there, there's there's a short break uh, where you can hear her father talking about like. As he says, uh, this this cannot be all there is to life because in uh, what is it? He he says there's something comical to the idea that we can enforce our will on humanity. I have genius up here if you'd like me. And then you have this sick fucking drum fill, and they just fucking jam out at the end of it, and their drummer's going fucking bonkers. It's so good while he's you know while they're doing like little cuts and stuff with his uh, lecture and. There is also a, a, a like a outro thing after that that leads into the next song as well. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we all know Mike's feelings on all that. But it's an outro; it's at the end of it. You can skip, so it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bitch! <laughs> a demo version of this song was also included on the video game Apocalypse for the PlayStation 1, starring Bruce Willis, which also had Poe in it as a boss. <laughs> yeah, I, I did notice that. She plays uh, the main character's like, ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and also who is a Plague. demon yeah. or something. Yeah, She's one of the horse people of the apocalypse. Oh, poor horsemen. Horse yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I love this track. It's so fucking good. Um, and actually, actually, like, like, I'm I, like, I'm talking a lot about this fucking drum outro, but I love it a lot. It inspired a lot of stuff that I did for the period when I was playing drums in a band. I was like, God, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if we've ever really discussed that. Like, you've been doing music for a very long time, and we, and it's been said, like, yes, you play guitar. I don't know if we've ever really like discussed the fact that you played drums for. A quite, a, quite a number of years. Well, actually, I've played guitar for longer. At this, well, I've played at drums for longer because I've, played... I've never, like, I've played both of them about equally, although I've been playing guitar more lately. Right, right. But, but yeah. Yeah, so that's that's something, like, it's cool to, to hear you talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, anything yeah. else on Control? No, not for me. I like it. All right. Track four, Terrible Thought. Feeds on my happiness, won't pay the rent 
take proper measures to evict it A terrible thought has moved into my mind A giant rat that's nibbling on my pride Staring away my patience and my wits I must take proper measures, set a trap for it What a terrible thought I don't care what you've done I don't care who you've won I know in the end You have your fun But you can't have it here And I won't let you steal You know I don't want you in my mind What a terrible thought It's a grooving track It really is though uh, I uh, I really enjoy <clears throat> excuse me, that first part. I love the idea of bad thoughts being personified. Yeah. Um, it, just just giving them the the idea that these thoughts are having these physical embodiments. Mm. Um, f- feeding on happiness and, and won't pay rent because it's just there. Yeah. Like you have this thought that sucks and you're just focusing on it. Living rent free before that became a phrase. <laughs> I wonder when that did become a phrase, honestly. Well, maybe maybe it wasn't before. I mean, it's, it may have been around a while, but it's it's seen right. a resurgence lately. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that that I do want to point out and this is actually typical with not the entire album, but a lot of a lot of the tracks on here. This is the one that, that I first noticed it though. But for being released in 2000 on a major label, Mm -hmm. this sounds like it could have been released by an indie artist today. Mm. Like, a lot of the aspects about this don't fit one particular genre, (laughs) um, as we'll see on some of these other tracks. There's even, like, parts of it musically that have, like, hip-hop and funk elements to them. Like, she's not sticking with one... Like within one box, not at all, and that's that's definitely something that can be um, very risky. Mm-hmm. But it sounds very good here. She has like, a bit, and, like even with be like having such disparate inspiration and stuff like that. To me, it all still feels very cohesive. Like I don't feel like any of it doesn't belong together. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's and it's it's not that. She like so much leans in very heavy onto one side over another. Mm-hmm. It's just aspects of one thing, like one kind of genre that she like. I don't want to say interpolates, but just like kind of throws in. Mm-hmm. It it's not like it doesn't come off as as unnatural. Like it fits perfectly with whatever she's trying to do. And like I said, that's why this this feels very like indie to me. Um, she was at least uh, for... like very big on self-producing stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why it just sounds like something like I can't tell you how many times I'll I'll scroll on TikTok and I'll come across somebody who's just making th- they did like a, a one minute song that they just happened to to make and it sounds like so, so, something like this mm-hmm. and it's very cool whenever it's like that self-production you know exactly what you want to put in there and you're not relying on somebody else to to maybe kind of get it for you mm-hmm. um but yeah that's something that i noticed on here and is is 
definitely common on many of the other tracks on this record. Some of these do sound like, like, don't get me wrong, some of these do sound like, yo, this was literally, like, made for radio mm-hmm. um, 100%. Uh, we haven't quite gotten there yet, but, um, yeah, this is just the first one that seems like, you know what, this this sounds very unique for the time, mm-hmm. but common today. Yeah. There's there's a lot of cool shit in it. Like mm-hmm. it does it does she definitely has a whole lot of like hip hop inspiration and stuff in the way that like the beats and stuff on this and that sweet funk vibe and damn. There's there's just a lot of really nice touches that I really like throughout this album and especially on this song. That that fucking guitar line leading into the hook is one of my favorite fucking things that I've ever heard in my life. I, there's something about it. It just fucking kills me every goddamn time i hear it um it's it's great man it's a very straightforward song in terms of like what it's about and very relatable as 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 a person who regularly has their stride broken by some shitty thought (sighs) fun times (laughs) anything else nope all right Let's move on to track five, Walk the Walk. Mother spent ten years in my window, scared she spoke, she would die of a heart attack. She listened as a dream, silently screamed, they drowned like little dolphins caught in a fishnet. Dear world, I'm pleased to meet you. Hey, everybody, when you walk the walk, you gotta back it all up, can you talk the talk? Hey, everybody, when I hear the knock, don't wanna measure out my life to the tick of a clock. Hey, everybody, when my daddy died, he had a sad, sad story living in his eyes. Hey, everybody, when you walk the walk, you can't measure out your life to the tick of a clock. I wanna walk to the beat of my own drum. I wanna walk to the beat of my own drum. so many ways is like peak late 90s early 2000s from just the general vibe of it to the the thing that people have done so much and i feel like it was especially prevalent then where you take a very common phrase and then like you flip it in a way because, you know, the phrase is that, you know, you can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? It's not the other way around. But people just do that all the goddamn time. That's that's like a classic songwriting thing. <laughs> and it's always mildly irked me in this, but not, not enough to overcome the fact that this song just fucking rocks. I mean, yeah. 
basic gist that I saw was that she's expressing that she can't allow her fear or reluctance to stop her from doing the things she wants to do in her life. Indeed. Um, she's, she's explained uh, things that her mother and father didn't do mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, but because of fear of uh, whether it was risk or taking chances or something, mm-hmm. um, to instead just remain safe. Um, which is a very, very difficult thing to, to, to do. Yeah. Um, taking a chance that could go poorly. I, (laughs) I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, what's the worst that can happen if you, if you at least try the thing? There's a lot of things that can actually happen. Like it's, it's not so much necessarily a thing of, oh, the thing failed or the the thing was rejected or something like that there are other consequences that can happen so indeed the fear of failing is a valid fear because oh, yeah. it can affect many other thing um mm-hmm. a lot of times it can be with money <laughs> indeed sorry i'm not going to invest all of my life savings in this thing because guess what if if my life savings are then gone i am fucked <laughs> So, yep. yes, there is a reason why some people, yes, they, they have dreams or aspirations, but in their eyes are being realistic and not trying to pursue them. Right. However, um, post saying fuck that, <laughs> gonna do it because I've seen some of the people that I was closest to or meant most to me um, suffer because they didn't get to. Yeah. There's- That's what I got. The, uh, the, there's a bridge in this um, where she talks about like feeling like you, you, you finally like caught your stride and you understand what, what you're doing with your life. And then, you know, it kind of gets flipped and you're just kind of like left wondering what the fuck is going on <laughs> at that point. And you don't know what the fuck to do anymore and you're feeling lost and then suddenly something clicks and you find a purpose to like really dive into them like that's sick that's good shit oh that's that's the is that the uh is that is that the the tech nine section the, t- the yeah. chopping section yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh shit i like this <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. also i noted does anybody does everybody in her family lose 10 years to something because <laughs> mm. <laughs> she got hit with that too unfortunately <laughs> Oh no! Well, I'm sure her brother was fine. literally right after this album dropped. Yeah, I don't know much about what her brother did. <laughs> he made the book. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anything particular. If he right, right, right. I don't know. Did he ha- did he have that sitting around for a while because publishers wouldn't take it? <laughs> oh Lord! Anything else on Walk the Walk? No, no. Dig a song. Pretty All cool. right. We're going to go on to track six, Terrified Heart. This one's another sort of intro track to the next one of a sort. Uh, you know, we have another answering machine message of her trying to reach her mother. And singing a little song for her. are really good atmospheric tracks too they kind of freak me out i won't lie they're spooky 
They, they really are, though, which I assume is the, the intention. But man, does it make me a bit uncomfortable. So congratulations, Poe. You, you did it. Yeah. This one leads right into track seven, Wild. and I took a note of it uh, for Terrified Heart. I was wondering if these were, like, messages that she actually had on a machine somewhere or if they were just made for the album, which I'm leaning towards the latter, to be honest. But also sometimes I'm just curious about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is she, yeah, ju- is, is she just that kind of weirdo when she leaves answering machine messages for family or, or <laughs> is that just an album thing? <laughs> I, I would hope it's just the album thing. I would hope so. <laughs> So this is the other song that was meant to be the single uh, pushed wow. to radios. It's a good one. Um, it it is. Um, and I just out of just out of curiosity, the single, like I said, it was pressed, mm-hmm. but never got yeah. sent out. Um, and I did happen to look on Discogs. Um, there's a, a radio edit and a radio edit remix um, for this. It's two two track CD. Um, the last one that sold was. Uh, on May 25th of last year. Oh. Um, and sold for... Oh, no. <laughs> Let's take a look-see. Last sold for forty five ninety nine. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, it's it's sold a couple times, and that's the highest. The lowest was for thirty seven ninety nine. Not um, bad at all. And there are, there are, at the moment, no other copies available yeah. for sale. It is on my want list. Uh, <laughs> so, so this I take has, you um, like this track. <laughs> this has uh, more similar themes of, of trying to break away from control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I believe that's what I that's what I got. There's out of it. a very good line in in the chorus that I like a lot, which is, "You wrote the rules to try to contain me. You broke them. Now you have untamed me." Ooh, that's a good line. That's so fucking good. That's a good line. <laughs> Um, I think of this, this track is fucking amazing and, and fantastic. Now, mm. one thing that I will say, 
Yeah. The the single shows the radio edit as four minutes and sixteen seconds, and the radio remix, uh, remix by Shepard and Kenny G, uh, Kenny G, Goya, <laughs> uh, at three forty. Okay. Um, listening to the song, it could have ended around probably four forty-five. Yeah. But we get an entire other section that sounds completely different, <laughs> which damn near doubles the length of the song. This is a nine-minute track. It sure is. I love it is it. nine fucking minutes long. <laughs> Poe, gonna 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 ask you if you've ever heard of this group called Insane Clown Posse, where their Joker card albums tend to have fairly long tracks at the end. Mm-hmm. Not familiar. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Still too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she has the song Wild, and then after that, she has a short DJ set based on the song Wild. <laughs> that really is basically what it is. It's, it's just, she just rolls with it. Lots of samples and stuff in there, and just, just having a time. Uh, but yeah, I... And yes, li- listeners, I, I am not I am not like over exaggerating. This, this not, song is legitimately is nine, nine minutes, minutes long. Precisely nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm like fucking saying like just just over exaggerating. No, it is. There is another. Um, uh, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, technically an outro or not. Um, oh, I don't know if it's if it's one of the recordings. There is. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So yeah, there's uh, so. The song itself is generally like her, you know, retaliation to somebody holding her to a standard that they don't even attempt to uphold for themselves, more or less. Um, And at the end, we have an outro with another one of her father's lectures and stuff talking about communication uh, and how it's not just speech. He says communication is architecture uh, because the house that you live in would not look much like the house would it wouldn't look like that if it wasn't trying to say something um like we as humans uh look for form and function we want both of those things uh in the stuff that we create and utilize uh we like things to look nice and work well we, d- we don't just want one or the other. Um, so, you know, that's it, it's a part of everything that we have. It is trying to like everything is trying to say something, even if it's just like a tool for a specific purpose. It still has something about it that is being communicated through its design, which is interesting. And that's it's also a whole lot about what, the, you know. The whole thing is talking about this album and also the book that it was made with. <laughs> Anything else? No, I. This is this is a great track. All nine fucking, minutes. Of it. There's there's something there's something about the 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 chorus like the oh, in the lead man. into it. I fucking love like when it whenever the chorus actually hits mm. the drop. It's it feels so it's good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good, man. I like it a lot. I do. All right. Track eight, five and a half minute hallway. I live at the end of a five and a half minute hallway. But as far as I can see, you are still miles from me in your doorway. 
The title of this song is referring to another House of Leaves thing, um, a video called The Five and a Half Minute Hallway. Um, and all it is, is, again, whenever I talk about videos in this, I am literally just talking about a book describing them. That People have actually like made a video of what this is. So all it consists of is a door on the outside wall of a house. Well, so inside the house, but on a wall that leads to the outside, right? You understand what I mean? Right. So they open the door and you see a long hallway in it. They step over to the window next to this door and lean outside to show there's just a fucking wall there. There should not be a hallway there because there's no house there for a hallway to exist in. And that's where the name comes from. Uh, And they also make references to... uh, She says, when the landlord came today, he measured everything. I knew he'd get it wrong, but I just played along because I was hoping that would fix it all. Um, They're trying... While they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with this house, right... He calls over somebody to do, you know, measurements on the inside and outside of the house to fix this strange discrepancy that he's finding of like a quarter inch that just is not accounted for on all of their measurements. And they're doing fucking fancy laser measurement shit while his wife and her friend are building a uh, wall to wall bookshelf in one room. And they go through, they measure the whole goddamn thing, and they finally come out with a correct measurement between the two, between the outside measurement and the inside measurement. They're like, thank God. It was just some weird shit in our head. And then on this wall-to-wall bookshelf, somebody taps one of the books and they all domino their way over. And on this, again, wall-to-wall bookshelf, one falls off the other side. (laughs) That shouldn't be there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a really cool moment in it. But yeah, uh, that's that's the sort of referential stuff in it that also has a lot to do with the stuff going on in it and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about feeling very distant from a person. That's that's it's the, it's a very strong theme that's hit on, and you know, it just works, and you can say it so many fucking different ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie; I don't really have anything for this song. Um, and maybe it's because of it being so closely tied to mm-hmm. the book. Um, I, I was not able to just pull anything out of That's this fair. just based on my listens. Um, I did make the note of Trippy Wawa, which I, I think is towards the end. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does wah out in a strange fade. 
Or like yeah. flanges or something. I, don't, I can't remember what they do with that. Right, right. So I'm sorry that I don't have more to add on this, but Same. this was one that, unfortunately, even with my listens, even with Genius up here, I was just... <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't pull anything more to sound very cool. <laughs> I, I sang this once and did it, put it up on a, I sang a verse in a chorus of it and put it up on Twitter a long time ago. Oh shit. Yeah. Time to go and search that shit up. It's somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, um no, I I love this song. It's one, one of my faves on this and it's it's another one where I feel like, in general, I feel like her drops into choruses are just fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's just good explosion of energy into them and stuff. It feels fucking cool. Yeah, she 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 know how to make a music. She do. She do. <laughs> she do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, moving on. Track nine. Not a virgin. I'm not a virgin anymore. I just thought you should know. Been around, yeah. I've been up and down your block. In fact, I have been all over town, down by the lake, and underneath the table in my living room, outside by the blue, blue moon. You can call me what you will, call me a slut, call me a jaded pill. Darling, I got your number now. I'm not a virgin anymore. I'm gonna wait for you. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Sorry. No, I'm waiting for you. Go. Oh, this is you. This is you. <laughs> All caps. Owning it. <laughs> <laughs> um. This actually. Okay, so for for two thousand. This is kind of ahead of its time. I um, this this is not typically a song that I feel like would have been made around this time. Hmm. You know, with the exception of like Alanis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like this this kind of of just owning of a woman's sexuality and her exploits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is not something that we really heard way back then. Way back. This is 22 years. Fuck! 22 years ago. Holy shit. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's something that's just much more prevalent probably within the last couple years. Um, For sure. And it's it's still super controversial whenever somebody does it in an over-the-top fashion in a similar way that male artists would never be bothered by. Exactly. And like, not to say that this was a song that was... This wasn't pushed, you know, for radio play or anything like that. So, you know, but whenever you have artists these days, um, let's, I'm just trying to pull anything out of, out of my fucking ass. WAP. We're talking about WAP. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's what I was talking about. Sure. No, that's who, uh, who sings, who sings that? That's a Cardi B, Megan the Stallion. That's Cardi B. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, whenever we have, you know, 
women who are making songs like that, there's so much backlash these days mm -hmm. from it. It's not new, but those are obviously, again, songs that were sent out for, you know, radio play. This was not. Right. But this is not a song. It <laughs> Part of it is almost like, on one half, it's almost like, oh, she had sex once and now it's just like a fucking waterfall of like everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, you did a sex once and now you you just went gung-ho on all this. Violent J after smoking weed. <laughs> what else is there to say? <laughs> Plenty. But yeah, I, I, I do think I do think that this is a great track. Um what's uh there is one section that is annotated that's pretty cool actually. I did like it. Uh towards the end where it says Daisy J Daisy Chains and Mary Jane's fairy tales cannot fool me now. And I was actually very surprised by this because I didn't know what some of this was. Yeah. This is a double meaning. Daisy uh -huh. Chains, Mary Janes, and Happy Endings are childlike things. A craft, a shoe style, and a story trope, respectively. But they're also slang for sex and drugs. Multi-person oral sex, marijuana, and hand jobs. I'm sorry, what? I mean, a happy ending. We all know that one. I know that. <laughs> but. I don't know if I, I was. I don't, some of it, I'm not sure how much of it she was uh, intending on that. Uh, all of which are fairly common introductory versions of drugs and kink. In the case of oral and manual sex, neither are considered a loss of virginity in most cases. <laughs> she's saying that you have to bring more t more than the normal to actually get her attention now because she's put, quote, childlike things behind her. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing about this, though, is that... Okay, so first off, I love the fucking guitar work on this. Like throughout, it's it's very good. Sick. There's a cool fucking solo in it. I love it. Um, but this track, right, is not like straightforwardly about the title. Like this is about a person who has been figuratively screwed enough to recognize, you know, a shitty person when she sees one. Like she's talking about not not being naive anymore, you know. Th that's why, like in in the in the second verse of it, she says, um, "What is it? Uh, you know, before you let another lie get through your crooked little teeth, I don't think you want to start that shit with me." She's basically, and you know, what is it? Careful what it is you say, because I can see right through you on a cloudy day. Like being able to recognize, you know the liars and cheats and stuff that she's run into before. Like she's, she's saying I've been through this already. I can fucking recognize what's happening here. See, and this is where I really suck. Cause I only look at things at face value. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> That's, there's a lot of double meanings in it. You know, she's double, she's double in tendries there. Yeah. She's talking about a lot of shit here, but uh, yeah. Even at face value, it's still just a great song. It is just <laughs> it's a, it's a fucking great shit. song. <laughs> yeah. Nope, this one's cool. I dig it a lot. Hell yeah. All right. Track 10. Here we go. It's Hey Pretty.
track um, was another radio single. The first one and only. But <laughs> she had a hard time getting this on the radio because at the time, alternative stations were basically saying like, no, we're not looking for women artists right now. And so <laughs> she was like, fuck it. I have a brother <laughs> and had him do readings from house of from sections of house of leaves that are very, this song, this song is very evocative of, uh, for another version that she then sent out to radio stations that got played that people loved. <laughs> um, and it's a bonus track on this at the very end of it. We'll get to that when we get to it. But it is just the same so, track with the chorus. So this song right here was not the one put on the radio. It may have been after that, whenever like demand got hit from it. I don't know if she just did it locally initially with uh, the the Drive By 2000 version. Uh -huh. But um, 2001, sorry. I don't know if she initially sent that one out to like local. And then whenever that picked up and people were asking for it she was able to get this one on huh. but, uh yeah no that was that was a problem that she had <laughs> that she solved through use of her brother <laughs> yeah again with, with with the exception of so in 2000 mm -hmm. what were some of the big female artists uh that were not doing alternative music <laughs> What's that? I'm not good with time, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, I I really don't know as far like when I just think of female artists popular at the time, I'm just thinking of pop artists. Yeah, you know, as far as like alternative rock and things like that. Evanescence. It, Did they even? Uh, drop I think it's still yet? a bit early. Evan, <laughs> Evanescence was until like '03. Shit, yeah. '03 or uh, when did Daredevil come out? Because <laughs> Bring Me to Life and uh, yeah. My Immortal are on that soundtrack. I think it was 03. So yeah, that's that's early for Evanescence. Um right. I, I early don't know. for Flyleaf. It's it's early for everybody. Yeah, yeah so see that this is what's unfortunate when you have a an artist who is I don't want to say necessarily breaking new ground because she released something five years prior, but right. just for it being, oh, this isn't what we're looking for right now. Okay, but if it's good, fucking play it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. And I, I hate to say it, but, like, I understand this is the, the main single. I think this has a fucking great hook. Yep. I really do. I it love it. It was used in car commercials later. But I don't pull much from the verses. Yeah. I, I, I wish that I could get more. Um, and I, I have a feeling that it probably is another issue of it. Um being more referenced with or, or, or uh, it's a it's a very nebulous thing in general um kind of by my by my reading of it it feels like she's kind of like evoking this image of like a like a wild child persona of a person that's 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 clearly like has a lot of underlying issues that they're you know ignoring in favor of living fast <laughs> And all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's I th musically it's Looking a cool song. Looking for a good time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I think musically this is a really cool song. Yeah. Um, again, she can write a fucking hook. 
She like, can't. That's that that is not uh that that's not an issue at all. Just I don't want to say that like I agree with the the record labels that are like we're not trying to play this. Um cuz again, the verses are just kind of mid for me. Yeah. And I wasn't able to really it, it wouldn't it. I, don't, I don't think they would that would have stopped them from getting played though. <laughs> no, no, and that's the thing, but like I guess we'll we'll wait until we get to the other uh, the the alternate version, sure, um, and go into more detail on that. But yeah, that's 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 all I have for Hey Pretty. Alrighty, we're moving on to track eleven, Dear Johnny. This is another interstitial track that leads into the next one, and more more book related things. Most a lot of the interstitials are very book related uh sort of This will lead right into track 12, could have gone mad. This to me, it sounds like she is allowing someone back in her life. Um, whether that's out of love or desperation of loneliness, hmm. um, it's kind of, kind of uh, not set from what I was getting. Because um, I can't tell if the person that she's talking to is someone that she has. Um, had a relationship with in the past um, and whether that went bad and she was like okay we can maybe try this again or it's I really just don't want to be alone because things are going to be bad if something doesn't change for me 
Um, that's that's my big take. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a big like way over the top obsessive love song vibe to it. Like she's she's Urkel here. Please explain. <laughs> Urkel, Steve Urkel. I don't know what that is. Okay, well that that's that, that's that's for all the youngins out there. Uh, with all their their new new sitcoms nowadays and all that stuff with 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 their with their Bel Air yeah yeah <laughs> any any of the young people out there watching Family Matters nowadays y'all know that was Family Matters right yeah it was Family Matters okay <laughs> jeez <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it, it it has that kind of kind of vibe to it of like you know a person who you're just kind of like waiting for them to finally come around and it's like this is unhealthy because you're definitely leaning way too hard into this person <laughs> you definitely need to be able to stand on your own but whoops <laughs> there's a um and okay. and and let's let's be real here mm -hmm. for anybody who hasn't like had that kind of of emotion Been or like bad desperate like desire for hard a, <laughs> for a specific person um if you've never had that i'm fucking jealous of you it's uh because <laughs> it is not rough, a man. fun feeling no um i i won't lie i had that fairly recently <laughs> in my life and I had to come to terms with myself and realize, like, okay, this clearly is not something that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Fucking just let it go. And I've only, like, recently, very recently, just come to terms with that. Yeah. It's not a good, like, feeling whenever you're just like, man, this one person, everything about them, you know right rainbow shines out their butt they're the greatest <laughs> thing ever and if you like if, if that's not reciprocated on your end that's bad right that's very very bad and like the that that person isn't responsible for how you feel about them <laughs> no and it's it's rough it's a it certainly is a time um there's a cut-in of one of the tapes again, where it's uh, her father saying he experienced her madness and he rejected the whole experience. <laughs> Whoever he's talking about. <laughs> Which is such a great, like, it's, it's a really good cut-in in that she has very good timing with a lot of those. Like... Mm -hmm. They're, they're very well put to good use. But yeah, you know, I feel like if every 80s band in the world was allowed to have their stuff, Poe can have this in 2000. If I know every breath you take is written satirically, <laughs> but there were so many songs that were just that, but in earnest that I think Poe is allowed. <laughs> this actually is a lot like uh, Imogen Heap has a song called uh, Good Night and Go. And it's literally like her take on that. Like she is, she is open about the fact that the person in this song is fucking stalking somebody. 
<laughs> and it's so good. Because <laughs> it's written in, like, you know, this poppy love song fashion and stuff, but it's like, mm, mm, no, not good. <laughs> I love songs like this, honestly. They're so much fun. <laughs> like, they are obviously about something serious, but they're very tongue-in-cheek about it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Also, I would hope that Anybody that I end up with has room for a big bullfrog. Frogs are wonderful. I love frogs. Oh, yeah. And but they don't like, take up that much space, honestly. It's a frog. I mean, have you seen some bullfrogs? They're fucking big. They can get big, yeah. They, they, some, they, some, they some big boys. Like, <laughs> I've seen some bigger than some dogs. So. You can have a free-range bullfrog. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in an aquarium. It can roam the house. It'll be fine. <laughs> it can't roam the house. You gotta have, like... Like, like, humidifiers. You know, you need a moat just oh, around the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I'll build like a swamp room for my. There you go. Yeah, that makes me. That makes me think that in her we're heart, off topic where she has the room off, for it. <laughs> we're off topic. I I can't help it, but okay. it reminds me of the the first time. Um, God, this was like about ten years ago, maybe even oh, probably longer than that. Actually, I think it was in high school. Um. When uh, we went to one of the reptile expos in, in the city and came home with a four foot alligator <laughs> and we, my mom was not home at the time and we let it into the living room. Oh my God. <laughs> to test its temperament. Why would you do that? <laughs> we each had a broom and kind of just like poked at him just to see how like angry he'd get. He was fine. And then my mom came home and she was not. <laughs> I could imagine. No. Oh. I mean, it, it, it was okay. Yeah. But hey. there was no water in that room, so obviously <laughs> right. he was not chill. Yeah, no. no. So if you're going to release a, a reptile or amphibious creature that needs water into your home, give it water. Yeah. Especially if it's a big bullfrog. <laughs> they must have water. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. There's, there's no such thing as off topic if you can draw a line from what you're talking about back to this. <laughs> Reptiles to frogs to could have gone mad. Exactly. (laughs) And then Dear Johnny, um, it's, again, like I said, sort of book related stuff. The main, the the character who finds this this book and is writing the notes in the margins of it is named Johnny Truant. Um, He is an unreliable narrator you can't really be sure of what if what he's talking about is true or not because he's kind of not sure about it himself um <laughs> he, he's got a lot of problems that he's that he's working through that this book is not helping as he's reading it because he's just like i what the fuck <laughs> and yeah that's that's that stuff. That that's stuff for for listeners to go and look in on into on their own. Go read House of Leaves or something. I've heard it's very good, and I, the stuff that I've read has been very good in it. It's just a bitch to get through. Also, <laughs> just throw that out, out to your just just throw that out to your book club. I did. Oh, did you? It's on the list if we if we feel <laughs> like it. But again, it's, it would be a pain in the ass to get through. Um, it well, would be easier with happens, the book club. <laughs> If it ever happens, yes, then you need. We need a follow up. Oh, I thought on, you were going to say if it ever goes. happens, you would join the book club and follow along with it. No, <laughs> I can't even read read the fucking books that I have that I want to read. That's why I started a book club to make me do it. <laughs> so, that's could have gone mad. Mm-hmm. 
Moving on to track 13, Lemon Meringue. I call this song Lemon Merengue. <laughs> that was a bad joke, eh? But listen, this will be a good song. Hold on, you gotta wait just a minute. See the cookie jar got my hand caught in it. Just let me try to explain. specific uh, angle that this takes on that concept where it like the impression that I get is that uh, she's she, she's turning this into in, well lemon meringue but you know she's making a good situation out of it but in kind of an unscrupulous manner like she's saying look life's been a bit of a bitch lately I feel like I deserve to break the rules a little bit now. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Fuck it. You know? <laughs> when things are going bad, let me get away with a thing or two. Why not? Fuck it. <laughs> she did, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she was caught with her hand in the cookie jar. Oh. Yeah. Now okay. she's got to explain, like, look, it's been a rough day. I just need this cookie, please. <laughs> Let me have it. Can I have it? <laughs> what do you got? Clearly, she's she's not allowed to. No. <laughs> I don't know what the joke at the beginning is, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what he means by that was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, oh. You know what? The sad thing is... There was probably another part to the probably um, is to to the uh, uh, the recording. Yeah. Um. But maybe it would have been a little, a little too much to put in. Maybe. Um, or maybe there is a joke in there, and I just don't understand. No fucking clue. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um. It I is don't a have good anything. Song, as... He was correct. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything on on like li- like context, like lyrically or anything. Sure. Um for it but it, it's a very like it's a nice like easygoing song mm-hmm. um which is honestly kind of welcome at this point in in the album um we we've had a lot a, a lot of this has been very like in your face yeah <laughs> uh, for the most part this is this is less so this is more easygoing and and i welcome that every now and then yeah so so you know what poe good job for 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 your your uh, sequencing. <laughs> yeah, 
it's it it still holds that same kind of vibe to it, but it's definitely more upbeat feeling. I mean, could have gone mm-hmm. mad still is too. Like they, they both have like that kind of fun feeling to them. I know they do, but but like this one's uh, could have gone mad is bubbly. definitely <laughs> exactly exactly could have gone mad is more of hmm. It's it's a little more aggressive. Yeah, it's it's joyful so, rocking. Yeah. We're we're having we're having a good time hard rocking. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. This this is this is a solid solid track. Yeah, she t- she talks about like in the second verse she mentions like finding a lover and then like that person she builds up this image of them in her head and then they fucking disappear on her and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the bitter part. The sweeter part is. Whatever she does, <laughs> whatever she chooses to do after that, regardless of its morality, because <laughs> she's earned it. All right. Anything else? Nope. I'm good. OK, moving on. Track 14, Spanish Doll, which we heard a tiny, tiny bit of in Terrified Heart. There's like a small cut of the oh. intro to this. It's it's just there. Um, oh, so Spanish Doll. This place feels unfamiliar Yet I know it well I think I used to belong here But the only way I can tell Is that I miss you doesn't have a, uh, a hook so much as it has like a tag at the end of verses there mm-hmm. yeah, i like that i, I like mm-hmm. the that that method of writing yeah it's it's definitely not very common mm. um and yet it makes sense uh, in this album it's very like uh like the beatles i want to hold your hand they just have every line i i want to hold your hand <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I, I'm under the impression was this also okay? Yes, hmm. the the Spanish doll was also something that's brought up within the book. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, this is reference to uh, Pelafina's letter to Johnny in House of Leaves, where she brings up a Spanish doll multiple times. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, and because of that, I really didn't get. Again, without the actual context of having read the book. Well, let me help you out, Mike. <laughs> but I, I will, I'll, I'll let you explain more in that. But okay. musically, mm-hmm. um, something that, I'm, that I've noticed, um, there are certain instruments that as soon as I hear them in a song, there's my attention. Like, I fucking will be drawn to that. 
nylon strings. <laughs> Fucking yes. That rules. Um, Such a I nice really tone to them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's the thing is sometimes, like, what, the only thing that sucks for anybody who's never picked up a guitar, um, I have. <laughs> I, I, I tried to play guitar for a while, and I just I've never couldn't touched get one. it. It's never even looked no, at it. No, not at all. Nope. Um, nylon strings don't uh, sustain a note as long as metal strings, typically. No. Um, but that initial pluck sounds so fucking nice. It does. Um, they're also really great to play if you don't uh, want to use a pick. Um, yep. And also if you just don't want to, yeah, don't want to hurt your fingers. Even fretting, they <laughs> feel nice. Yes. Um, but I mean, you tend to hear nylon strings in a lot of. Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but it's it's kind of a stereotypical sound for a lot of um, Spanish music, mm-hmm. which this is kind of going for. It is. And yeah, it is a sound that I absolutely love, and when it's something that I hear. In a song, I'm already like, okay, you've you definitely got my attention at the uh, out the gate. Um, what else do I get out of this? Lyrically, again, I, I was having trouble with it, and I'm I know you're going to go into. Uh, I, I will. Into you'll you'll get depth. this. You will get this almost immediately whenever I explain. You will you will okay. understand fully. Okay, and and that's what I'm looking for. Okay, but uh, like I said, musically, fucking beautiful. Yeah, fucking great. Love it. Love it. Floor yours. Okay, so I'm just I'm just gonna give you a situation here that I feel like I feel like most people will have had this in their lives. Have you ever gone to like events or something with a specific person? You always go there with that person, right? And maybe you've met you've met some of the people there that they hang out with regularly on all that stuff. And then like you're kind of acquainted with a lot of them, but you're not like super close with them as close as the friend that you went with. Right. Right. And then let's say that that friend is like out of town or something once, but you're still going to go to this event because it's just a weekly thing that you do. And you go there with these people who you're nowhere near as well acquainted with. And you feel really fucking weird and out of place, even though you're there every single week because you're missing the person that connected you there initially, you don't feel right. Uh, no, doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't resonate. <laughs> of course, not at all. That's kind of the vibe that uh, that, that these lyrics uh, evoke for me is is be- being in a place where you. You, you felt like you belonged there when you were with a certain person, but without them, you're feeling just like you don't you don't get it anymore. There's something that's that that you just don't you don't feel the proper connection that you used to anymore uh, because the person that connected you to it is gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that actually makes a lot more sense now holy fuck <laughs> i got you buddy <laughs> mm. and not that I, I i will not say that i disliked this song um but getting that explanation i like it more now hmm. fuck god damn <laughs> uh I, I would like somebody uh who listens who knows some amount of spanish to go through and just translate go go on to genius and translate all of the fucking spanish lines that they have in between her verses and stuff yeah i was going I to, to do it but you know with i Google, was gonna go but... on on translate and just do it and i just 
I didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised nobody's although, done it on themselves. Although, but, I mean, to be completely honest, pointing out references to a book. <laughs> I okay. So real quick, I am looking though. But when she says, "Okay," so the first line: "A memory gilded in red and gold," and it says "De Oro." Mm-hmm. Oro is gold. Oh, is it? Oh. So I'm curious if the final words, if if it's it literally just echoing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Um, wait, is Oro? Yeah, Oro is gold. That was I. <laughs> uh, that's Oho. Oh, okay, okay. O O J O. Um, I think motherfucker, my mother looked this shit up. I don't know, man. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. We don't need it. It's it, all good. Someone else can take no, care of it. No, we do. We know. <laughs> we need to know, and it's very, very close. Day Oro of gold. Boom. Okay. There we go. We know that much. Fuck it. Let's just keep going. <laughs> Quidame. <laughs> Take care of me. Oh, that's not a thing. Mm, beauty guarded and never sold. Mm, okay. Quidame. Remember me. Okay. Okay. And uh, esta conmigo is with me. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Very well. Memento stuff. Yeah. Like the movie Memento 2001, inspired by the set. No. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Memento? Okay. No, I have not. It's pretty good. Anyway, uh, nothing else on this? Nope, nothing else. All right. Track 15, House of Leaves. Well, since I tried to click it and it didn't go, I am going to take this time to mention, since I forgot about it, that this is another track that has like kind of like an outro that rides out on a beat with a lot of you know stuff cut into it and all that, and it's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like when she does that. Now track yeah. 15, House of Leaves. Well, now after all that thinking, wouldn't it be fine if we could take a little trip? This is another recording heavy track. I know a um, game we all like to play. And this one's kind Inside of like casa, the house. her play stumbling on more recordings from like happy memories to a degree. As creepy as it's, you know, as, as the overall sound of it is meant to be. Uh, it's, it's kind of a breakthrough turning point to the last couple tracks that we're going to be hearing. Very spooky guitar. Yeah. This just just the atmosphere of it. <laughs> that that <laughs> fucked me up every fucking time. <laughs> Motherfucker. I made Mike listen to a horror album. <laughs> yeah. Finally, on and, on this show where we talk about horrorcore every week, something <laughs> scary. <laughs> this is going to lead into track number sixteen. Amazed. Hello? Hello? Mom? 
it's amazing to me I can't seem to say what I'm doing here My tongue is all twisted around the air I'm looking for words that were so well rehearsed But I can't find them anywhere with you There's no easy answer, it's true You change the equation and up to And all of the things that I thought I knew You turn it around, I'm amazed When push comes to shove, what I'd give to you Everything, I'm amazed So, I, I I hate to say this because this isn't necessarily a knock on the song. Mm-hmm. It might honestly just be the positioning. Um, I was unfortunately blanking at this point because <laughs> the song is long. It is. Um, this this track is six minutes and twenty four seconds long. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this stage of the record, that is a bit <laughs> tiring. <laughs> um. Again, this is one I didn't listen to a lot whenever I would listen to this album either. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Blues Traveler said it best. The hook brings me back because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, this is a fucking great hook. Oh, this, Mike, this is this entire this entire record is filled with amazing hooks. This hook is in the style of a, it's a six eight butt rock hook. This is made for you. <laughs> Like it's not, but it's in that style. You can you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you mean. This is this is like a, a chilled out by the way. <laughs> by theory of a dead man for those who don't know. Um <laughs> you motherfucker. What? Just saying. Yeah. Again. The, the the running thing for me with this album is it sounds fucking great. Mm. Um, but I was not able at this stage to focus on the lyrics. Mm. Um, and even even with like when I was doing my notes, I have genius up here and I was I was looking through all of that. I just couldn't I, I, I couldn't I couldn't pull more. And, I'm, I, and everyone, I'm very sorry whenever I say that I, I couldn't pull more. And I've said it more than once here. I, I, I promise you guys, I did the listens and I, I, I tried my fucking hardest. It's all and good. I just suck at, at analyzing. I'm very bad at the analyzing part in Juggalo Judgment. You know, if you, if, you, if you give me something on just how the music sounds and stuff, I'm happy. You know, if we, if we have a good the time next chatting album. about all that. It'll be great. The next album we cover, I'm going to be like, I listen to this. I don't got no fucking words. <laughs> Shmeev, you're carrying all this motherfucker. Uh, here we go. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but no, like I said, it's it's a good song. It's just, it's very fucking long. And mm-hmm. at this level, at this stage of the record where we're only a couple tracks from the end, um, that's very, very hard. Yeah. 
um, for for me to to keep my attention. I hate to say that, but it's got such a fucking good hook. <laughs> That's fine. Well, Please, th- th- this one kind of. <laughs> kind of comes into the the point of like finding finding a through line in this exploration that she's been doing of all of this material that um finding a connection through all of the difficulties that she has in her relationship with her father and finding finding peace in the memories and feelings that she's been left with because it's really all you can do at that point they're when somebody dies, there's not a whole lot you can do to make peace with them beyond making peace with yourself, because that's that's it. There's, you know, you you can't talk things out with them. You can only work through the memories that you have. And I, this this one's kind of feeling like the point where she's finally broken through a lot of the issues that she was having and has found, like, the connection to... Uh, like the good times that were there, but behind all of this other stuff. Which will be expounded upon in the next track, number 17, if you were here. What is it, Danny? I miss you. If you were here, I know that you would Truly be amazed at what's become of what you made. If you said this this is expounding upon what i brought up in in the prior song of like recognizing the kind of like admiration that she had for somebody that she also had difficult times with and recognizing the parts of them that also make up her as a person now because you know you are you're influenced by people, even the people who harmed you at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, this is the song to play if you want to rip out my goddamn heartstrings. Because <laughs> um, holy shit, just... It's, it's a very heavy song. Mm. Um... And ultimately, what we get at the end is um, she seems to have been able to resolve 
her feelings. Um, obviously, this is between uh, her and her father. And finally coming to terms with, I guess, where they were before his passing and ultimately how she's able to handle his his death um, and be able to let go, which is a very difficult thing. Yeah. Um, when you harbor very um, difficult emotions with somebody, um, somebody who was important to you, um, you know, whether that's a family member, a friend, something like that, when there is something that puts a strain on that relationship and then ultimately you have to um, come to terms with that, it can be very, very difficult. Yeah. And it seems like this, the making of this album as a whole, I, I would not be surprised if this is the final track that she made for this album. Oh, it is. Yeah. This, this, um, is, this is the end of the album. Well, I understand like that. It's the end of the album. It's the end of the album. Right, right. But what I'm saying is that doesn't necessarily <laughs> oh, mean like that the it was last the last one song made. made. I understand what you mean. I yeah. think that this was the last one made because I think that this album was very cathartic. Mm. Um. And she finally gets to accept how how she feels, yeah, um, and is able to kind of let go of whether that's resentment or anything that she has. Um, and uh, it, it's almost like the very end. Um, the the final line is, "It's okay, you can go now." Yeah. Um, it's almost said. It's it's not uh, her saying it. It's like a child version of her. Yeah. Um, and it's almost said with relief, mm. which is very, um, it's very telling. Yeah. Like, like she she hell. uh, like she she describes you know the her time working on this album as though she had sort of like conjured a ghost of her father that she was being haunted by, and that's kind of you know the end saying like. I'll be okay. You can, you can go. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's a really strong ending. I think it is for the album. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the one. The only thing left is the, uh, bonus track, which is the Hey Pretty 2000 drive by 2001 version of it, which is just Hey Pretty with readings, uh, from house of leaves by Mark Danieluski. I'll play a little bit of it. Why not? I was saying, I, I feel like we should still hear about yeah, it. Yeah, we can, we can talk over it too, because why not? <laughs> like I said, um, this Here's method was go for a drive successful in, in getting this on the radio. In the parking lot, we slipped into mm -hmm. a bucket seats. Curie took over from there. At nearly 90 miles per hour, she zipped us up to that windy edge known to some as Mulholland, a sinuous road running the ridge of the Santa Monica Mountains, where she then proceeded to pump her vehicle in and out of turns, sometimes dropping down to 50 miles per hour, only to immediately gun it back up to 90 again. Fast, slow, fast, fast, slow. Sometimes a wide turn, sometimes a quick one. She preferred the tighter ones, the sharp, controlled jerk, swinging left to right before driving back to the right, only so she could do it all over again. Until after enough speed and enough wind and more distance than I'd been prepared to expect, taking me to parts of the city I rarely think of and never visit, I heard her say, Don't you wanna take a ride with me through my world? 
So, okay, this is actually very interesting, and I just thought about this. So this this is maybe I'm maybe I'm trying to read too much, but uh, at the very end of that hook. She says, do you get the gist of the song now? That is cut through which is a line, several songs, yes. <laughs> which is a line for, uh, that was mostly notable in Not a Virgin. Yeah. However, if what you say mm-hmm. is true, where <laughs> radio stations didn't want to pick up the original version, mm-hmm. so she sent, had this one made and sent it forward... <laughs> She added that line <laughs> to be very like it's much more prominent in this version because it's in the original "Hey Pretty," not there uh-huh. though. It might it might be there, but it's covered up by the beginning of her verse. But she oh, has it, it in the uh, bridge part where it like it has that slowed down lounge side. Oh, sound. okay, okay. I totally missed that. Um, but, but yeah, that, that just makes, makes it, it seem it's in a much like more prominent location here. That that makes it seem like it's kind of a fuck you to the uh, the radio. Uh, <laughs> The radio stations for not grabbing the original. <laughs> um, so here's the sad thing. Th- this was the third single, and it reached 13 on modern rock charts. On the modern rock chart. Oh, okay. I actually prefer this version. Oh, yeah? Yes, right. I, I actually do. Um, in a weird way, it reminds me of... The song Fire Coming Out of the Monkey's Head by Gorillaz. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that song. That's a good track. It's a fucking great song, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it is it is a spoken word track. It is. With with, with only some actual, like, singing. Yeah. Um, and that's what the song is. And it's very weird because normally I'd be like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> but no, it works for this track. It sounds very, very cool. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, not not necessarily saying that I disliked the original, yeah. um, but I said earlier I was like I was having trouble really just grasping what the verses were doing, and so this being spoken word sections with the hook, I'm like, you know what, this fucking this works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this version of the track, um, which I I believe what this was actual sections of the book it is yeah this is readings from house of leaves okay and like like i said i feel like um if you listen to this and and pay attention to what he's you know the the images that 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 he is describing here and all that stuff and then carry that over to the original song you can kind of map the vibe of the character that she's embodying in the original song and in the verses in that um in a sense, mm-hmm. which in this case is, I believe, like a stripper that this guy knows and hangs out with. And she's kind of. She, she's got her thing going on, like drive fast, sports car, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that that thing. But that's haunted by Poe. That is haunted that's by Poe. That's all 18 tracks of it. All. However long it is, I can't read. It's about 68 minutes, I believe. 68, 68 minutes. 68 and change. So, Mike, what do you I think? Actually, I actually did myself uh, some justice and wrote out my full final thoughts. Oh, shit. This is, not off, this, is, this is not off the top of the dome. Let's go. I, you know what? I wanted to, I wanted to do Schmeeberger and Paradise Justice. I'm glad. I'm and, glad. And, okay. So, overall, I really do enjoy this album. 
uh, for something released in 2000. It hits so many beats that I would expect a modern day indie artist to create and sonically sounds incredible. Uh, production's amazing and blends genres, but feels natural, not forced. Um, my only complaints are that some of the songs are long, regardless of whether they include recordings or not. Most songs are longer than four minutes, with a third of them around the five-minute mark or higher. Uh, and the only other complaint is that because this is complementary to the book House of Leaves, listening to the album alone can leave some confusion. With lines that are directly referencing the story, it forces the listener to look into that book for explanation. Or maybe I'm just stupid and I suck at looking at things at face value. <laughs> but no, um, this this album it was honestly a fucking joy to listen to. Um, while I don't love every track, um, I would have no problem putting this on. Like I legitimately am, am going to look for a copy of this myself. Hell yeah. Because um, this is a fucking incredible album and I'm so glad that you suggested it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say um, with the the references to House of Leaves and stuff, um, this is a bit less difficult to uh, to draw meaning from than something like, say, Coheed and Cambria, where they just <laughs> plug odd bits of dialogue from Claudio's weird little comics that he drew like with little to no context whatsoever that make little like no con they make no sense out of context and maybe the tiniest amount even in context and he just kind of plugs them into songs and stuff but it sounds awesome and we let it go and we're like claudia you're beautiful you you rock hell yeah you play the hell out of that guitar while you sing um <laughs> So I think I think this one comes out a bit clearer than that, but at the same time, yeah, I can see I can see like a lot of the difficulties and stuff coming through with some of it because there are even things where I'm like I don't understand the reference. I can only understand it in the context of what this song is and what what Poe is trying to say here. Um, but yeah, I am glad you liked it. I was I was thinking you would. I was hoping you would. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm also glad that I suggested this. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, for for it, within the context of of our Schmeeberger in Paradise uh, albums, yes, this isn't number one, <laughs> but it is high up there. Hell yeah, it is. It is very high up there. Um, yeah, this this album's fucking cool. Um, if you were to take, I, I guess say, in a way, uh, this is. Oh God. I was gonna say, like, this is kind of a concept record. It is, in a sense. Yeah. Um, which can definitely be like that can work against it. But I'm three um, for three. On your on your concept records? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. You win. <laughs> so if you were to take, say, like three songs, uh, on this album that that you really really liked what would they be uh okay so i am going with i'm going with haunted mm -hmm. uh wild and this is also where i will have a hard time <laughs> See, I, I had four songs marked, and I'm trying to... Mm, 
I I'm, actually while we were doing this, I almost had a fifth one marked too. Oh god. I think I'm gonna go, motherfucker. <laughs> See, okay, I'll say my third, but I will give the runners hang, up. Hang on a second. See, this is why sometimes whenever we're doing <laughs> albums and stuff, I'll sit there and I'll look at something. And I'll do something uh, like this where I'm like, yeah. well, there's Haunted. There's, there's Haunted. So wild. There's, yeah, there's Wild. And there's also Haunted. But then there's also Wild. And <laughs> <laughs> Wild, though. Wild is really good. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go with Walk the Walk. Okay. But the other two that I considered were not a virgin and could have gone mad. Right on, right on. Um, hey, pretty was was also kind of up there the mm. the the the, the, the drive by two thousand one mix, um, but it didn't quite feel right for me to put yeah. it in there. But but yeah, Speaking th- those of are which, those are uh, those are my main ones that I was like, these are the fucking hits for me. Nice. And I really I do really want to hear. Um, the shortened version of Wild, because hmm. um, I don't think it's available to, to stream. I still think it, the only version you can hear is the nine-minute version. Right. Um, but the the edited version is four minutes and 16 seconds, I think it said it was. Um, so I'm curious, like, how they cut how it. They short- yeah. yeah, how they cut it. Whenever I was listening, and I'm like, okay, it sounds like 4.45 is probably where it stops. But anyways, those are mine. Those are mine. Okay. Yeah, speaking of Hey Pretty is actually the one song that I mentioned before that I have done at karaoke before. Once. Oh. One time. <laughs> I genuinely don't uh, don't remember that. It was the so. only post song that they had. <laughs> I think the, uh, I think it was either that or maybe they had I think like Angry Johnny or something from Hello, but I didn't know it, so. Oh, okay. I would go with Haunted. I would also go with Wild. It is a great fucking track. And I think I actually will go with Could Have Gone Mad. I really like that song a lot. But there's a lot of other songs that I like a whole lot. Terrible Thought is fucking great. The the album. The album. It's a good Mm -hmm. album. If you were to drop one, Mike, what do you got for me? I think... See, this one was a little bit hard. Besides interstitials, obviously. Yeah, I didn't didn't fuck with the interstitials. (laughs) Um... And also, I'm going to take out, like, one of the Hey Pretty. You can't drop one Hey Pretty and keep the other. You know, <laughs> they're a package deal. Um, I think I think the one that I, I was pretty set on was Five and a Half Minute Hallway. Oh, okay. Um, just because that one was just a bit, a bit off for me. Most <laughs> of the other ones I, I liked, and while I did complain about Amazed for being long, I still think it's a good song, and... The the chorus on that was great, so I, I had more good to say about that one than I did with, with Five and a Half Minute Hallway, so mm. that's the track that's got to go for me. Interestingly enough, I probably would actually drop the Hey Pretties if I was going to do that. Um, I really mm. love the rest of this album, like, and wow. I, I do like Hey Pretty. It's just like, it's not one that I go to regularly for a listen. Mm. Like, if I want to listen to something off of this, it's probably just going to be Haunted, um mm-hmm. and you know I'll, I'll oh, it's a great fucking track that. yeah but um hey pretty i don't listen to as much uh if i'm just gonna go snag a random i don't listen to amazed much either or if you were here like spanish doll is usually where i cut out on this album uh that's fair but i really like amazed and if you were here still um hey pretty i feel like i probably so, so heard it a lot is the thing <laughs> is spanish doll the last song that you're like okay good or or is Lemon Meringue the last one that you're like, okay, oh, great. Spanish Doll is I, I love Spanish Doll. Okay, okay. I fucking love that song. It's so good. Good. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'd go with that. And uh, 
We did it, Mike. We did it. That's that's fucking... Burger in Paradise, episode one of 2022. Yeah, that's episode one great. of 2022 episodes of Burger in Paradise that we will be doing. You've contracted with, um, and I will sell that contract to Aaron. <laughs> 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 if you want to uh you know listen to more of what we do uh you can go back all the way to last april and listen to four other episodes <laughs> of stuff yeah. that i made mike listen to you can skip the third one you should listen to all of them you can skip that third one <laughs> helping you guys out i want to point out too this is fucked up this this annoyed me today um i have been on um i i have been uh doing a, a personal project with uh uploading music onto my personal youtube music uh profile mm-hmm. uh, it's just dealing with streaming shit and there was on the main screen today because i've been I didn't uh, download the the songs that you sent. I listened to it right from YouTube Music. Okay. And um, for what was it? It was like on my home screen of like things you've listened to or whatever. Haunted was right up front because obviously it's the most recent thing I listened to. Mm-hmm. And then fucking Silo was like two away. And I'm like, I have not touched you since last year. You go the fuck away, you piece yes. of shit. <laughs> I was not happy about that. Uh, you're so mad about it, but you liked songs on it. <laughs> the bug fuckers. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think there was only one song where I was like, no, this song's fucking great. Everything else was like a begrudging, like, well, if I have to choose three, <laughs> it wasn't going to be the bug fucking. <laughs> Ladybug's a good song. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that that's that. If you want to if you want to listen to more of these, then there's those ones, and there's going to be one in two weeks from now on a different album that I'm looking forward yep. to as well. But if you want to yep. listen to whatever the fuck else we do on this show for the rest of the year, you can also find that. Uh, and you can find places to contact us about whatever the fuck else we do or this mm-hmm. you can talk to me about this because i'm always down to talk about this and you can do that on our various social medias yeah like our facebook juggalo judgment our twitter at juggalo judgment our instagram at juggalo judgment if you want to send a long fucking message and don't feel like doing the dms you can send us an email juggalo judgment at gmail.com if you would like to go and check out some of the episodes that have finally gotten uploaded onto YouTube, I think it's mostly just been the Patreon stuff. Yeah, so I haven't far. uploaded a single regular episode yet. I need to well, get to we'll that. get there. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Juggalo Judgment. I'm getting there. I have like 20 or so of them like rendered i just didn't upload them yet because oh it's okay it's, it's okay it, it's 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 Life's a process man. It's, you know? it, it happens in time sometimes, you know sometimes just do things and you know if you would like to potentially potentially yeah. um if you would like to potentially <laughs> if you would like to support us monetarily you could subscribe to our patreon patreon.com slash juggalo judgment if you would like to badmouth one of us directly and not the other you just have a gripe with one particular person 
on this podcast. You're you looking can message for us individually. Straight edge juggalo on Twitter. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting which one it actually is. I'll, like spawn the SEJ on Twitter. Uh, at Straight Edge Juggalo uh, on Instagram. Exactly. Or you can bitch at this motherfucker who's making you listen to not Juggalo music for the month of April at Shmeev on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I you think that's to, everything. If you wanted to bitch at both of us like more directly where other people can see it. Yes, you and you will get ICP with we Discord. Yeah, fuck that Juggalo Judgment Discord. It's going away. One of these days, <laughs> it I'm is. just fucking, eventually I'm it's going away. <laughs> and if you go, if you if you look in our our um, episode descriptions, we have the link tree that has everywhere you can find us, and there is a direct link to the ICP with we Discord. Go ahead and join it. Yeah. It's fucking great. Got some awesome people in there. Wonderful people. We are in there all the time. I haven't been in there as much recently because I've been fucking stressed and busy with life um but we're all in there we talk a lot yeah um if there's if there's ever a time where more than like two hours goes by and nobody's messaged i fear for everyone's life um <laughs> I, I also have been doing listens of albums in uh the the hangout chat uh so people can come and hang out there and i've been playing yoshi's island while i do it I was actually contemplating on doing that, too. The last time I did it, I was doing my notes, I think, hmm. um, which isn't quite as fun to do notes and 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 have myself streaming up. Um, but I might do that as well. I might grab a, a fucking game that I really like playing. I'll play some fucking Sonic or something. I'll be, I'll be doing it do again, listens. you know, this upcoming week for the next album that we're covering. Right on. So that's it. That's, That's it. pretty it's much all, everything. It's all sun and done. Uh, yeah. But there's only one thing left to do. What's finish what's your motherfucking beach beverages. I already finished mine. So did I. I. I drank so much coffee. Peace. <laughs> Peace out. for a minute Shmeev uh, when you edit this um, I'm just gonna say it now this record fucking rocks man um, I don't love everything about it but this was really enjoyable and I really appreciate you uh, uh, having this be one of the ones that you wanted to uh, to cover for Shmeev Burger in Paradise this is this is up there for me this is up there with Silo is still top forever and ever, but this is right after that. Higher than Black Materium Protometer, higher than Jesus Priest.